The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Avery and Robbie here to give you a Northwestern recap and a Purdue game preview this weekend. Nebraska wins last weekend 17-9 over Northwestern. And What's fair to say an ugly but gritty game, I think. What surprised you? What didn't surprise you? Just kind of what were your immediate reactions after that game? Yeah, I I was, uh, I mean, obviously thought it was really encouraging that they were able to find a way to win that one. Um, You know, Coach Rule said in his postgame presser that earlier in the year that's not a game that they would have won. Um, and I, I think going back several years, that's not a game Nebraska has won in recent history. I really don't think their performance was all that different than what we saw at Minnesota with some of the miscues, some of the turnovers, things like that. Obviously, against Minnesota, they weren't able to overcome that and come out with a victory. Against Northwestern, they were. And, yeah, you can say, okay, opponents are a little different. Even though Northwestern beat Minnesota, I think Minnesota's probably a little bit better football team. But it's less about the opponent and more about Nebraska's ability to overcome mentally those errors that whether it's – I mean, throwing – picks on your first two possessions is and putting your defense in that position is pretty brutal having three fumbles even if you don't lose them those are drive killers right you're you're putting yourself in a position where it's really hard to succeed and then to still be able to succeed Mm -hmm. in those moments I I thought was really impressive and, and has kind of shown the growth of where this team has come from week one on August 30th when they're playing at Minnesota and aren't able to climb that hill after shooting themselves in the foot this is a team that it's going to be ugly all year right all the wins are going to be ugly Mm -hmm. but they're still wins yeah I kind of have like a I think a synopsis of how I've thought of this team after this past weekend and I highlighted after the game I said the two most impressive plays for me were Omar Brown and Malcolm Hartzog Mm -hmm. when Northwestern had the shots down the field and instead of quitting on those plays when they got beat which I feel like we're used to seeing in the past Mm -hmm. there was no there was no quit it was actually sped up got faster tackled knocked them out of bounds and I think when I said after the game it was an ugly win but that's just kind of what this team's going to be right now I think when I think of the identity of this team the offense is going to be gritty and tough to get it done when they can Mm -hmm. but I think they have a defensive core that is willing to supplement them and know 
hey, this this side of the ball is hurt and injured, and they're trying to get whatever they possibly can. Yeah. And it seems like the defensive side is willing to step up at any time and say, like, we got you. We yeah. got it. And in both of those times down the field, what Malcolm Hardzag has the open field tackle to keep them short, and then they hold them again. They did not get seven points out of either of those drives. So I think if I think the identity of this team and what this win looks like compared to years previous, I think those two plays stand out to me because in times where those would have maybe been game deciders yeah. to give Northwestern a win, this held Nebraska in control still. Yeah, you know, I, Matt Rule talks a lot about going 1-0 and every week. I kind of – extrapolated that last week to say you know it's it's more about going one and oh every play mm. but even in those plays they had a couple different opportunities to go one and oh within the same play yeah. right because hey they got beat on the run and then they got beat on the pass deep but they had an opportunity to come back and pick themselves up within the same play and still go one and oh on that next yeah Malcolm of the play. was the one that got beat yes. he makes the tackle and the following he, play and then he goes yeah. and, and and recovers and mm-hmm. still goes one and oh on that play to give yourself another chance yeah. right it's just about giving yourself another opportunity and not letting one play beat you or not right. letting one mistake beat you mm-hmm. and that mentality like yeah like I said these wins like you said these wins are going to be really ugly even the losses are going to be ugly whatever's left on there in the rest of the schedule. It's not going to be pretty football pretty much the rest of the way out. I'd be shocked if mm-hmm. it ever was, right? But the foundation that ugly football sets you mm-hmm. for when you do start to either upgrade talent or just get healthy on the offensive side of the ball or you start to execute a little bit better on those uh, in those areas, it sets you up to be so much more successful because if you already know how to win when things get ugly, right. then when things get a little bit easier or things get a little bit better in terms of health or execution or talent or whatever the case is, then you become that much better of a football team mm-hmm. because you have such a solid foundation of, hey, things don't have to go right for us to win. Yeah. Things don't have to be easy or pretty or clean for us to win. We'll beat you in the mud too. Mm-hmm. And then as you upgrade at those in those areas, you can win in the mud or you can win a clean, well-executed football game. It makes them that much more dangerous moving forward. Well, Rule said it yesterday. He's like, on film, that's winning football to mm-hmm. me. He's like, I don't care what the score is at that point. When I watch that, that's winning football. So I know in his mind too, you know, it's fun when you make an analysis after the game. Yeah. And be like, that was important, right? And then the coach Rule says it on Monday, and you're like, okay, cool. Great. I'm glad <laughs> we thought that was both good big plays. But before we get to the Purdue game, I wanted to talk about maybe the plan of attack that Nebraska had last weekend. It seemed a little bit confusing, I feel like, for a lot of people. And I guess myself, just because we broke the game down, looked at the numbers on paper, mm-hmm. I was expecting a huge rushing game for Nebraska, especially because the week previously coming off the bye week, it felt like, you know, we're going to cultivate this running back room, mm-hmm. get EJ some more touches on the ball, try to have kind of a one-two punch situation here. Heinrich had 85 passing yards. He was 8 for 17. Um, Emma Johnson did have 73 rush yards. So there was that. I think that was an encouraging mm-hmm. number. But how often Nebraska threw the ball? That seemed surprising to you as well. Yeah, it did. And honestly, before I looked at the box score, I, th- I thought it was more, more. I did too. You know, and proportionally, it's really not even that much, right? It's you had 39 rushes, 17 passes. That's probably in the neighborhood of the ratio. I mean, that's better than a two-to-one ratio of run to pass. But because of what the game or because of what the the talent and the the health situation looks like on the offensive side of the ball you are missing all those wide receivers and then Billy Kemp goes out right because you've got a quarterback back there that doesn't have a ton of experience and sometimes does look uncomfortable throwing the ball in certain situations or executing at kind of a precise level in the passing game 
You know, I, I've said this before, even before all the wide receiver injuries, and I was like, you know, I, I feel like maybe like 12 to 15 passes a game is kind of where they need to live uh, because it does limit the opportunity for mistakes. Now, it also limits the opportunity for things like we saw to Mal uh, Malachi Coleman where they right. have that pass down yeah. the field. But it, it's, it's really tricky, and I think part of it, so I was surprised by the amount of passing, and like I said, it felt like more in the moment. I do think part of what happened there, and you heard Coach Rule talk about this, was Billy Kemp was a huge part of that game plan. Yeah. And when Billy Kemp went down, I do think it threw him into a little bit of a flux mm -hmm. in terms of trying to adjust on the fly, yeah. figure out, hey, what do we still have on this offensive side of the ball that can work, that we feel good about? And then you get offensive line injuries, and you go, okay, do we feel good about still getting a push in the run game? Do we feel good about still trying to run over that left side where that was kind of our strength and now all of a sudden we're losing two starters for the rest of the season? Mm -hmm. Then Ben Scott goes out for a minute. Mm -hmm. and then Newelli goes out mm -hmm. for a minute. And you're like, okay, this is getting kind of dicey here in a hurry. So I have, a, I have such a hard time evaluating this offense because of all of the injuries and, and guys that are missing right now. It's like, yeah, you want to be critical. It's like, hey, they only had 240 yeah. yards of total right. offense. They only had 85 passing yards, and 44 of them came on one play to Malachi uh -huh. Coleman. Like, aside from that, he's 8 for 16 for 41 yards. Mm -hmm. That's a, not a good day. Right. But at the same time, you go, okay, how much better could it actually be with the situation they're in? It's a really tough group to evaluate right yeah. now. Well, moving quickly into the Purdue preview side of this, Purdue is two and five coming off a of bye week. Big loss to Ohio State. The last game they played two weeks ago, Nebraska coming off a win. But like we just mentioned, a much more injured team now. And all on one side of the ball. Today, you guys talked to a Purdue writer, and it kind of seems like there's a lot of similarities on the offensive side. Nebraska, an injured offensive line. A Purdue, kind of just a struggling offensive mm -hmm. line. How does that kind of match up, you think, on the field this weekend? Yeah, so I, I actually I do expect Nebraska to win this game um, because – I think they've already shown they're capable of, kind of like we said, getting down in the dirt, getting down in the mud, and winning a game in the ugliest fashion possible. I don't know that Purdue has really shown that yet. I mean, mm -hmm. one of their two wins this year was a blowout of Illinois at 44-19. to They had the win over Virginia Tech earlier in the year, but, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was five mm -hmm. games ago mm -hmm. at this point. You know, that was in, that was in kind of mid-September. I don't know if that's still the team you can kind of expect from Purdue out on the field right now because their season was in a way different spot at that time I think they do struggle up front and even though they've run the ball pretty well and Maccabee really hurt Nebraska last year although a lot of that was because of how they were trying to defend Aiden O'Connell in that passing game Nebraska's run defense is the strength of that team with the way Nebraska has developed and cultivated that defensive line play which has yeah. been incredible like yeah. I, like truly shocking honestly yeah. eight, eight tackles for loss 13 sacks didn't even mention that part this past week yeah <laughs> and, and uh and ever I, I think every i think there were eight different players that had at least half a sack yeah there was like over six players that had six tackles i think or five tackles yeah, it's an incredible yeah. defensive effort and development and the way that Tony White and the other position coaches there have, have done on defense. I think they'll do well against the Purdue rushing game. The Purdue passing game really doesn't scare me a ton because even though Hudson Card is probably one of the better quarterbacks left on Nebraska's schedule, the wide receiver room at, at Purdue is, is really not super scary mm -hmm. or impressive, and I like Nebraska's secondary, right? I think Purdue's going to have a really hard time scoring against Nebraska. Now, 
conversely, Nebraska is going to have a hard time scoring against everyone because of the condition of their offense. But Purdue's defense is not a world beater crazy defense that I think Nebraska definitely has the advantage there. Uh, now they are going to have to take shots. Yep. That that secondary of Purdue is their weak point. Their front, their front, uh, it's really a front five because of the way Ryan Walters uh, aligns his defensive line. But their front five is probably the strength of their defense. So right. Nebraska is going to have to be persistent with the run. Yeah. But in order to score, I think they're going to have to take shots like they did to Malachi Coleman. I think, you know, those like that route to Alex Bullock that ended mm-hmm. up being incomplete, that's the route that they have to execute on and hit because otherwise they're going to have an even harder time scoring the ball if they're not executing on the plays that actually do hit. Right. Um, so that's going to be key to me. Is Nebraska able to hit on some of those downfield shots? Um, and that's where I think they're going to have the most out of their offense on Saturday because – I just don't think Purdue is strong enough on the back end to prevent that from happening. Yeah, and also it sounds like the weather might also be an impact this weekend for the first time. So I'm curious to see how that maybe has some implications on performance or just outcome, ball security, that kind of thing. But like you mentioned, Hudson Card, as we know, Texas transfer, he'll throw it around a good amount. He likes to throw it a little. He's got over 1,600 passing yards. But that also comes with five interceptions, and he just doesn't rush much, no. a ton. So I think what the he's strength pretty of, mobile. He is mobile, but just he doesn't run it a ton. Doesn't run a yeah. lot, and I think it says 0.5 yards average a game, something yeah. like that. So with the strength of Nebraska's D line, and also just the backfield as well, mm-hmm. I think this proves is another huge opportunity for this defense to manufacture points for Nebraska this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to defend Hudson Card because you heard Coach Rule talk about it a little bit that they may not – it sounds like they may try and contain him a little yeah. more than put pressure on him the way they have um, some less mobile quarterbacks. As you mentioned, about half a yard to carry. He's got 26 total yeah. yards I, on the season. season. Yep. So it, it's not like he's having these huge gash plays, but if you give him the opportunity where you're not staying true to your assignments and staying true to your lanes on the defensive line, you are going to have some trouble there or potentially could have some trouble there. Um, but I do think – this defense is going to have to create scoring opportunities right. for the offense, whether it's forcing Hudson Card into some turnovers, whether it's just putting that offense in a position where you're constantly winning the the, the position, uh, the field position battle. Either way, I think that's going to be, and that's the next step for this defense, right? Yeah. Is to go from really solid to 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 even really good. But to take that next step is to create turnovers, to create scoring opportunities Mm -hmm. for the offense. And I think with the amount of pressure they put on quarterbacks, with the talent in the defensive backfield, I think it's inevitable at some point that the dam kind of breaks and they start creating a lot more turnovers. Yeah, we heard from Coach Rule last thing. He talked yesterday um, about 30 minutes or so, and Mm -hmm. I always think there's a lot of fun stuff he he tucks in there. So just from what you heard yesterday, whether it be the Northwestern game, Purdue game, kind of in general, just what stood out the most? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing for me with, with Coach Rule was, and, and he sort of practiced this a lot or, or talked about it a lot, is, you know, the cost of doing things. Like, if you're going to do something that you haven't done before, there's a cost to it. And he kind of said that in conjunction with, with, the, with the pro scout saying it's the second hardest mm-hmm. practice he's seen in the country after Georgia. And Coach Rule was very quick to say, and we're going to catch him. Yeah. And we're going to catch him on that. And, and the... The fact that he is just so open and upfront about, hey, we are going to ask you to do incredibly hard things. Because I feel like a lot of times, especially in an era where they there's so much concern about, hey, you don't want to run guys off because of the transfer portal and things like that. And, and you have to try and 
kind of almost fool recruits into wanting to come here, whether it's high school guys, whether it's transfer guys, whatever. And he's just really upfront and honest and say, hey, if you come here, we would love to have you. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you to do some really hard things. And mm-hmm. it's going to prepare you, whether you're in the NFL, whether you're, like you said, working for Google, Google. whatever yep. you're doing right. It's going to prepare you for that, mm-hmm. and you're going to be more successful because yeah. of it. But it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And I just really appreciate that he doesn't really try and uh, sugarcoat it. He really doesn't try and, and convince guys, like, hey, there's an easy way out or there's a shortcut to do it. You know, It's almost like he goes out of his way to do things the hard way because he knows long term yeah. that's better for you and that to me is is one of the most consistent things that he's talked about and you can tell he takes so much pride in it yeah. when he said hey you're the you're the second hardest practicing team that we've seen in the country he, he looked like he had so much pride in it but then he's still striving for more he's mm-hmm. like yeah and we're gonna catch Georgia mm-hmm. too I just that to me was kind of coach rule uh-huh. in a nutshell yeah. that moment that's what he's all about, mm-hmm. and I just I love seeing that. I also love how he paused, be like, and I didn't say that. That was my words. Yeah, don't come after me. Don't come <laughs> after me. I also think the other thing that I really like that he said. Uh, we got into the weather conversation. Yeah, and he was like, "There's a benefit to having the guys on our team that are from here. Yeah, they grew up in this." And I think you think about recruiting, and you think about the home field advantage and playing in front of your mm-hmm. family, but. It hasn't really dawned on me that's, you know, in a kicking position. Like, he grew up here. There's yeah. a guy from Montana. And I loved what he said about Tristan because I love watching Tristan in warm-ups because I love to watch his adjustments mm-hmm. before because then I like to see in the game what happens. And I love that he was like, did you need that in the state final? He's like, get off the field. like yeah. And, you know, and Coach wasn't really here yet for yeah. that state final. So he paid attention. He knows his guys. And I just think there's a lot more that goes into that recruiting that obviously just doesn't dawn on us all the time when it comes to weather and what a home field kid or a yeah. home kid – kind of brings to a team but that's all we have for you today northwestern recap purdue preview we'll be here next week and we'll see what happens next week a heard at sports network production